welcome to Myth Monsters. My name is Erin and I'll be your host for these little snack bite-sized podcasts on folklore and mythical monsters from around the world. These podcasts focus on the actual cryptids, folklore and mythic monsters from global mythology, rather than focusing on the full stories of heroes and their big adventures. We'll also be dropping in some references that they have to recent culture and where you can see these represented in modern day content so that you can learn more and get as obsessed as I am about these absolute legends of the mythological world. Firstly, I'd just like to apologise for the lateness of this one. Unfortunately, I did catch either a cold or the flu, which you can probably tell by my horrifically nasal voice. I'm actually recording this on the day that it was supposed to go live because I was just unable to get out of bed until today. So please forgive my horrific sounding voice, but I'm here. I'm here to deliver that podcast little bit that you want every Thursday on the weekend instead. Anyway, for a bit of a change, we're actually doing something really sweet this week, which is definitely not our usual bag on this podcast, but I thought we kind of needed something to lighten the mood after, firstly, I've been ill, and also, we've had some pretty scary monsters over the last few weeks, so thought we'd chill out a little bit. This week, we're looking at the wonderful creature, the Moon Rabbit from Chinese mythology. And yes, you heard me right, it's called the Moon Rabbit. How cute is that? The moon rabbit is described as exactly how it sounds. It's a rabbit that's usually white that lives on the moon. It's been described as wielding a mortar and pestle to make delicious mooncakes, medicine or mochi, depending on which mythology you kind of go with, as this was not exclusive to Chinese myth, but also spread throughout all of East Asia, including Korea and Japan, with their own slight differences as to what the bunny makes, but we're going to stick to the original in this episode. If you didn't know, a mooncake is a Chinese pastry that's stuffed with like a red bean paste or lotus seed paste and is usually eaten around the mid-autumn festival and it is about lunar appreciation and generally moon watching. So these are a proper delicacy, I really want to try one but thought I'd let you know. Moon Rabbit is associated with the goddess Chong'e, who is the Chinese goddess of the moon. This is because the Moon Rabbit is her companion in the darkness of space, and I'll get into this kind of later as to why she's there, because it's a kind of relevant and fun story. The origin of this creature was back in around 220 BC, during a period of what's known as the Warring States in China. The Moon Rabbit was featured in an early anthology of Chinese poems called the Shu Zi. Within the story, it noted that there was both a toad and a hare that lived on the moon, and they grounded up herbs for the gods. So, important thing here is that it wasn't actually considered a rabbit to begin with, as rabbits were not actually native to China till after this period, and there had only been hares during this time. So, the story originally featured a hare rather than a bunny. Bunny is not only called the Moon Rabbit though. During the Han Dynasty, poets started calling the bun the Jade Hare or the Gold Hare. Now this is why this is, I'll tell ya. So the actual origin story is from the Buddhist Jataka tales. In this story, there's a monkey, an otter, a jackal and a rabbit who wanted to give to charity in order to celebrate the full moon, as they thought if they did this, they would earn a brilliant reward. Kind of links to the mooncake thing earlier, right? An old beggar came along and asked them for food, and thinking this was the best time to get their great reward for being nice, all the animals went on a search for dinner. 
monkey gathered fruits from the trees, the otter collected fish from the rivers, the jackal found a lizard and a pot of milk curd, but the rabbit was a bit stuck. The rabbit only knew how to eat grass, and he knew that the man would not be able to digest this at all, and actually knew that men quite enjoy eating rabbit themselves. So the rabbit instead offered its body by throwing itself into the fire that the man had prepared. However, the rabbit found it was miraculously unharmed. The old man then revealed that he was Sakura, the Buddhist god of the heavens. He was so honoured by the rabbit's sacrifice that he drew the rabbit on the moon for the whole world to see. It's believed that when the rabbit jumped into the fire, it was engulfed in smoke. And this is why the dark imprint on the moon is still a smoky grey. The rabbit is believed to be a fully enlightened Buddhist because of this sacrifice which is a fun fact you can surprise with the family this holiday. So we know why the rabbit is on the moon, but why was Shang'e? Surely a goddess should be in the heavens somewhere rather than on the moon on her own with a bunny. Although there's definitely a very naughty joke in there about rabbits, ladies and alone time, but I'm going to leave it to your imagination. This is a PC podcast. The story of Shang'e was that she wasn't always a goddess. She was just a very beautiful lady, as really some goddesses turn out to be. And on an unrelated note, ten suns, as in like sunshine suns, had risen together into the skies and burnt up the earth, causing absolute devastation for crops and for the life of the people. Her husband, an archer called Ho E, took it upon himself to save the people and shoot down nine of the suns, leaving just the one. As a reward, he was given an elixir of immortality by the gods, but he didn't want to be immortal without his lovely wife. However, when Ho Yi went out hunting, his apprentice Feng Meng broke into their house and tried to force Shang Er to give him the elixir. Knowing that he would kill her and her husband otherwise, she took them instead of giving them to Feng Meng. Once she was immortal, she flew up to the skies and past the heavens, choosing the moon so that she could watch her beloved husband from afar. Once Hui discovered what happened, he was so devastated with guilt and longing that he made all the cakes that Shang'e loved and took his own life. However, Shang'e, although fraught with sadness, met the moon rabbit and continues to make her cakes, most commonly the moon cakes, to commemorate her time on Earth and her husband's memory. It's a really sad story, but actually, the other one is definitely more interesting. In the older version of the story, Shang'e stole the elixir from Hui and drank it for herself. She then flew up to the moon so that her husband could not follow her and she could live in exile, but safely for the rest of her days. The Shang'e story kind of goes off on a tangent here from the original subject, but that's why Shang'e and the moon rabbit are linked as they're bakers in the sky together and rabbits therefore are sacred to Shang'e in China. There are some similar myths elsewhere though, and actually very much across the world. In some Aztec legends, the god Quetzalcoatl, the god of wind and rain, basically becomes the beggar in this same story and has the same experience with a self-sacrificing rabbit. As he lifted up the rabbit to the sky though, apparently he said, you may just be a rabbit, but everyone will remember you. There is your image in light for all people and for all times. The real life comparison to this one is 
looking at us right in the face. You can look up at the moon or at pictures of it if you don't fancy that, and you can actually see the shape of a rabbit holding a pestle and mortar according to meteorologists and believers, I suppose. But I'm not usually someone who goes for this. There is very much a bunny shape there in the shade of the moon, so go figure, go check it out yourself. Also, due to these lovely myths, the Chinese lunar rover that was sent up in 2013 was named after the moon rabbit with its proper Chinese name, which is Yutu. It was followed in 2019 by Yutu 2 and sat on the far side of the moon in the shadow of the bunny. There is quite a funny reference as well in Western space travel too, as there was a joke told on Apollo 11 between NASA mission control and the crew, which went like this. Houston said to the team, Among the large headlines concerning Apollo this morning is one asking that you watch for a lovely girl with a big rabbit. An ancient legend says a Chinese girl called Shang'e has been living there for 4,000 years. It seems she was banished to the moon because she stole the pill of immortality from her husband. You might also look for her companion, a large Chinese rabbit, who is easy to spot since he is always standing on his hind feet in the shade of a cinnamon tree. The name of the rabbit is not reported. Michael Collins, one of the astronauts, responded, Okay, we'll keep a close eye out for the bunny girl. I think that's such a cute and funny story with a bit of folklore mixed in with modern tech. So I hope you enjoyed that too. Now that moves us very nicely on to cultural significance. So for art this week, most of the illustrations are from storybooks and some of the illustrators' names have unfortunately been lost over time. I can tell you where to find them. There's a lovely depiction in 100 Aspects of the Moon. If you look up the Moon Rabbit silk dress, you'll see another amazing, famous depiction of the Moon Rabbit in pure embroidery. It's absolutely beautiful. Otherwise, you know what? Have a look at independent stuff. There's some really good stuff going around. A lot of anime stuff as well. For movies, we've only got a few. Over the Moon is the big one here. It is a Netflix kids movie animated that came out in 2020 about Shang'e and how she got up there on that big hunk of rock that looks over us here on Earth. The Moon Rabbit is the featured psychic of our hero trying to return home to his beloved goddess. It's on UK Netflix at least. I'm a real sucker for an animated film and I absolutely loved it. Highly recommend. For other movies, there's also The Happiness of the Katakuri and The Pleasant Goat, and lastly, The Big Big Wolf. In TV, there are a few more than this, like the following. You've got Sailor Moon, Bojack Horseman, Looney Tunes, Dragon Ball Z, Phineas and Ferb, The Goodies, and even an Ultraman Ace. For video games, there are a load as well, actually. This includes Animal Crossing, Cookie Run, Bloodstained Curse of the Moon 2, Dark Cloud, Final Fantasy, Guy Online, Maple Story, Persona 4, Rabbids Go Home, Smite, Two Who Project, and my personal favourite is there is a Pokemon that's dedicated to the Moon Rabbit, so Pokemon is always the winner in my books. Speaking of books, my book recommendation this week, just the one, is Chinese Fairy Tales and Legends by Richard Wilhelm and Frederick H. Martins, which is a really lovely book about all things Chinese mythos, which is just one of the best and most beautiful mythos to exist. So if you're interested, please give it a read, or just read up about any Chinese myths. They are just wonderful and so poetically beautiful. But now it's time for... Do I think I existed? 
That's my gross version of that song. But with this one, it's mythology, but it's also in space. And we have been to the moon. Well, who knows? <laughs> but I don't think they found any bunnies up there, like physical bunnies. It does make sense that the shape we can see on the moon is the bunny and the mythos that comes with that. And I do definitely like it more than the idea of a man on the moon. However, a bunny on the moon? I just don't know. I do love the idea of this one though, and the fact that there could just be a rabbit who is making mooncakes on the moon is a killer story, and I really want to try one of those mooncakes. And apparently they're delicious. I'm very much looking forward to trying one at some point. I thought that was a really lovely one this week. I really enjoyed the change, and although we are a monster podcast, this technically counts as a mythical beast, so we'll get back to the scarier ones next week, but it was a bit different, and it's cute, and it's comforting, so let me have this one this week. I'm not very well. I've done this for you, you know? But next week, we're staying on this side of the world, and we're going to Japan and looking at the most famous demon from Japanese mythology, the terrifying Oni, who roam the land looking for the next victim and are super distinguishable by their fun masks, which are practically legendary. You will probably think of them just by me telling you about it. But come trampling in next Thursday to learn more about these monsters. For now, thank you so much for listening. It's been an absolute pleasure and... I appreciate the fact that you've listened to me whilst I've got a really bunged up face, so thank you again. If you enjoyed this podcast, please give it a rating on the service you're listening on. I've got the Twitter for any questions or suggestions on what monsters to cover next, and I'd really love to hear from you. The social media handles for TikTok and Instagram are MythMonstersPodcast, and the Twitter is MythMonstersPod. All of our content can always be found at MythMonsters.co.uk you can also find us on good pods and if you want to help me fund the podcast in the future you can go on our patreon which is all linked to the website if you feel like it no pressure come join the fun though and share this with your pals they might love me as much as you do but for now stay spooky and well and i'll see you later babes